Welcome back to the Me and St. Louis podcast. My name's Nick. I'm Francie. And I'm Travis. And this is the podcast that reviews new restaurants in St. Louis and around St. Louis, and even in the seedy underbelly of Maplewood. Maplewood's like pretty solid. But compared to some places we've been, <laughs> that's pretty solidly St. Louis. It's debatable. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how are you doing? Doing good. Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So there was the big Reddit beef about best pizza in St. Louis bracket. I just had Union Loafers for the first time this weekend. Oh, it's good. It's fantastic. Like, it really is good. But I will say it's like apples and salads where it's like you can't really compare them to Pie Guy because they're different. Travis, you don't eat either of those things, do you? <laughs> I know. I was I was like, what are two things that I don't eat apples. equally as much as I eat pizza? Apples and salads. Gotcha. <laughs> How are you? Anything? I'm good. Any big news? Uh, no, but on food stuff, yesterday I woke up and started browsing my Instagram like I do. And somebody had posted some graffiti grub. And I have not had them yet. They're on my list. I was like, oh, my God, they have biscuits that look amazing. I was like, I'm going to do that. But instead, I went to the place that we're talking about today, Bullyards, for lunch. I should have said that up top. Um, <laughs> and so I saved my appetite for that. And then later that night, we went to a get-together for a, a birthday for this lady, Barb, that we met, which she lives right down the street from uh, our friend Barb, where she used to live. Oh. Yeah. Tower Grove Are South. either of them yeah. Barbara Streisand? You know what? I didn't check. Uh, Seems like a weird thing to have to double check. (laughs) I'll get back to you on that. But yeah, she had a birthday party and it was catered by Graffiti Grub. And so I got a bunch. You should have bought a lottery ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like I won the lottery because their food was so good. I mean, I've had some good food. I don't know if it's like $222 million (laughs) worth of good. Have you had Graffiti Grub? Uh, No. Then... Actually, yeah, I have. What oh. am I talking about? Okay. Yeah, it's great. I it, haven't. You haven't? It's no. very good. They have a food truck. And, and it's called that? Yeah. I don't even remember seeing that. And I'm in Tower Grove Farmer's Market all the time. Yeah. Look no, out for them. I would okay. say it's like winning $50 in a scratch off. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Still great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have a guest today. <laughs> That should be like its own little thing. It's like, guess whether or not we have a person sitting here that we're not allowing to talk until we get through all of this. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant like when one of us wants the conversation to end, then we just say, well, we have a guest today. (laughs) Um, We're happy to have him. It's somebody that we came friends with over Instagram as his name is STL Sandwich Man. We reached out to him, asked him if he would like to come, and he was gracious enough to pay us a visit. His name is Phil Allmeyer. Welcome. Uh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, happy to be here. It's good to have you. Are you okay with us using your name, or are you like Batman? Oh, I'm what? not. I have no warrants or anything. So <laughs> I'm good. I'm not hiding out from anyone. So. Good. We're adding diversity to the podcast. Yeah. Someone with no warrants. <laughs> Phil, your profile says that you have a cat named Kanye West and you like to run. Yes. So I was curious, how long have you had the cat? Uh, like 15 months. 15 months. Okay, so let me do the math. So the cat is named after the Chicago rapper, is that right? Correct. Okay. Yes. It Uh, took me four months to name him. Did you try other names? Uh, I thought about like Marcello uh, Mastriani, Italian actor. I was going to do him (laughs) because he's kind of a gray cat and he's kind of like reminds me of... Marcello's hair, he's like one of my favorite actors, but uh, 
ultimately I was just like three syllable name is just too long for a cat but then you really never call a cat by its name you just scream at it like, and <laughs> I throw things at it you, I see like, where those that. two names were a coin flip for you yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, does he go by yay now uh, no he's still calling Kanye yeah it's a good name yeah I still stand by Kanye yeah. If anyone's wondering, <laughs> politically, Kanye, politically everything. Yeah. Pete Davidson, no. <laughs> Kanye, yes. You know. Get that out there. Yes. Very cool. controversial. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're all with you, though. Yeah. I right? will say there's like three things you don't talk about like religion, politics, and Kanye West. <laughs> and know. Bruno. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you your first review was in February 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, what got you? What caused this thing what made you decide to start Uh, reviewing sandwiches so initially i moved into the city from the county uh, Mm -hmm. about six years ago and i started going to legrand's and i was like oh my god these sandwiches are amazing Mm -hmm. and uh i started trying out some of the other restaurants i'm like these are way better than you know the stuff that i had back in the past like out in the county so um i just started posting pictures of it um and like doing ratings on my instagram because i had nothing going on my life was really boring <laughs> and that's how we got started yeah <laughs> <laughs> right and then uh they only get like maybe like three or four or five likes you know whatever yeah but then i'd go out to like parties and whatnot and my, some of my friends would come up to me and they'd be like hey i went to that place you had posted about like you're right those sandwiches are really good and i'm like well thanks like could you like didn't. my picture next time? They did not. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I'm like, I, I know how that is. Yeah. <laughs> and it kept happening. I mean, you couldn't double tap. So yeah. eventually, like, it became just like, well, maybe I should just, nobody else is doing this in St. Louis with sandwiches. So why not let it be me? And so I took some of my old posts, put them on the profile to start it up. And okay, that yeah. was another question I was going to ask because your first post was that day, Joya's. Mm-hmm. And it was the spicy daggett. You gave it an 87 out of 100. Yes. And then that day, you also reviewed Gramophone, Vivoli's Express, Jason's Deli, Jimmy John's, Legrand's, Vivola's also, yes. again, Baba's, Vivola's a third time, <laughs> Vinny's, and the Wood Shack in Soulard. You yes. hit some good ones. You're going to have to I, I start playing in my yeah. days, yeah. if that's what a typical day looks like <laughs> yeah. for you. <laughs> so yeah, that makes me feel better that you had a few like yeah. in the can before you started. I was yes. like, man, I, yeah. a busy I, day. I was like, hoping it was just ultimate commitment. You're yeah. like, you know what? If I'm going to be the sandwich man, I'm going to 15 places today. <laughs> oh, no, that's Whitney in the City. Whitney in the City does that oh, for her birthday. Everywhere. Yeah. She's not like her birthday. She does like 50 places in one day. I don't know how she does it because I can't even take 50 bites in one day. Yeah. Like, so. I wanted to add one more thing that Vivola's got a uh, 97. Yes. The highest of that day mm-hmm. for the Italian classic um, remix. Yeah. So they were actually out of an ingredient um, that day. Of like some meat or something so they had to uh, substitute an ingredient for it and I took the work van up there mm-hmm. um, on my lunch break and I remember eating that sandwich in the work van and I started almost crying <laughs> I, I cry when like my uncle died when my dog died when I sold my first car and when the blues won the cup outside of that I've never cried no tears I'm, I'm not a crier yeah but when I had that sandwich I nearly cried it was like, such a beautiful thing it, it was like one of those like emotional while eating sandwiches. And it wasn't like I just like survived like almost being killed or anything. And I was like grateful to have food. It was just like, I'm grateful to have the sandwich. Like this is, I didn't know this was a thing. A sandwich could be that good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then it the only f- got a 97. <laughs> There's a crack in everything. So, you, gotta, uh-huh. 
safe room. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, something could beat it. I don't know. But when I, I see God, thing. that's my word. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't cry. I didn't cry. <laughs> well, then the following day, you reviewed your grandma's sandwich, and she only got a 95. So it's still 95 is really there. high, though. It's really the, up there. The grandma makes some really freaking good sandwiches. Yeah, it looked good. Yeah. It was like an Italian panini kind of yeah something i need to get the recipe from her and i haven't been down there since covid and um, this is like her signature dish i don't know she just kind of like puts it together that's mm-hmm. just grandma i mean usually she just like gets like the cheapest stuff out there but uh yeah she does something with that sandwich it's really pretty amazing it's a mean sandwich yeah maybe grandma's love that's Ye- very true Could secret be. ingredient yeah <laughs> i also i wanted to comment about your photography which i really like you you've like stuck with a very objective style of photography that is like a bisection of the sandwich so like looking over your feet is really nice because it it all kind of blends together right can you tell me a little bit about that Uh, i struggle with it every day do you (laughs) every slam so um it's really quite the pain because i have a light box uh in my basement Uh and when i come home with a sand so now you have to like come home with a sandwich put the sandwich in there and I've got a cat that is just you oh, know, no. little Kanye West. Oh. Yeah. Is like constantly meowing in the what background. What you got there? Yeah. Hold on one and second. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, I don't, I don't ever give him people food. So I don't know why he expects anything. But uh, he just like kind of like chases me around. So I try to hurry up. And you're all, food photography is very difficult because you're hungry. Yeah. Like, I didn't get this because, like, you know, they're giving a bunch of free samples. I'm getting this because I'm starving. Yeah. So uh, you're trying to get it done as fast as possible so you can eat your sandwich as well. And uh, sometimes you look at the sandwich, the photos afterwards, and you're just like, I hate that. Yeah, I was too hungry. I should have taken my time. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, I do have, like, a little small light kit in my car. And then I have to work with shadows um, from the sun um, and, and... shades and whatnot yeah i love that you mentioned that you had a a kit in your car to me and that's crazy i i want one myself i'm a little jealous yeah it's really just poster board and like you know 50 cent uh craft paper yeah name for your next cat yeah Yeah. (laughs) yes (laughs) i had to get better at taking photos because nick flat out told me you're really bad at taking pictures of food (laughs) and he gave me like a a text tutorial of how to do it better (laughs) You were really good for a while, and then you kind of drifted off. And then just this past time we recorded, I was like, Francie, those were really good photographs. And I didn't say anything to Travis. And the last batch of pictures he gave me were amazing. Like, Yeah. He was, I will not be outdone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on. <laughs> One more thing on photography. Uh, your Instagram links to your Flickr account and a couple of other things. And so I did some late okay. internet stalking before this. And uh, my research revealed that you went to... Uh, of Montreal concert yes. in, in November of 2018, Flaming Lips concert of April 2017, and a St. Vincent concert yeah. October 2009. One of the greatest concerts of all time. And I wanted to ask, did you see me at any of those? Uh, I did not, but did uh, Annie Clark uh, put her put her hand on your uh, hip? Because I have a photo with her from that night at the Ready Room. I saw it. I saw it. And and it's my entire I, life. You know, I'm going to have to talk to you about this after the recording because I have a personal story that I can't tell. Yeah. You, know, you can uh, just talk to people. You don't have to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, those, you had three concerts in there and they're all excellent shows. I'm Ready Room. I miss it. It's gone. And of Montreal is about to tour and they're not coming to St. Louis for the first time in like 10 years. And that's upsetting. Anyway. 
I like your taste in music. Travis is just horrified. He's like, I wanted to see a movie after this podcast. <laughs> Get on with the podcast, Nick. It's All just right. more. I think you have slightly mentioned what we're talking about today. <laughs> yeah, today we're talking about Bollyards. It, it's been around since 2014 and is the only whole animal butchery in the city of St. Louis, meaning that they get whole animals and do with them what they will. Mostly butcher. Yes, mostly butcher. <laughs> Lots of parts. Lots of parts. And they like source pasture-raised e- animals. Ethically, ethically raised. Yes. And then they also make their best use of the animals and try to use all the parts, like you're saying. But yeah, we normally only review new restaurants. This one came up because last year they moved from one location in Maplewood right across the street to another one, tripling the size of the place and adding a full-fledged restaurant. So this is where the Dubliner used to be, mm-hmm. if I'm correct. Yeah. This is going to shock you, but I went there when it was an Irish bar. Yeah. And I can't tell you, it looks com- completely, completely different. different. Yes. Like, if you didn't tell me, hey, this was the Dubliner, which I've been into before, I would have had no idea. They have renovated that place from top to bottom. The floor print is different. Like, it is Except for the four walls on the outside, it is you wouldn't recognize it at all. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so Chris and Abby Bolliard are the owners and operators of it. Chris worked as a sous chef at Sydney Street Cafe for about ten years, where he got his education working under Kevin Nashen. He's also the guy behind Peacemaker, great restaurants. He's a James Beard Award winner. And when Kevin bought Sydney's, he decided they were going to start making everything from scratch there, and so. Uh, Chris was there for all of this. They started doing everything, making their own condiments and everything. And one day they brought in a whole hog. And apparently they didn't know what to do with it at the time. And so they invited some other chefs in the area to come in and did like this learning process through it. And that's something that he said that is um, integral to him. He said that like one time uh, Sydney Street had a charcuterie seminar and rather than like keeping it to themselves, they invited a bunch of other chefs in to come in and learn it also and like elevate everybody in the area kind of. So I really like that attitude. So yeah, last spring they decided to expand and um, we wanted to give them a try. So Phil, did he give you like choices of where we could go and you picked one or how did, how yeah, did that go Yeah, he gave me just about like 15 places. Uh, None of which I, I really had ever heard of. And then it took me like a week or so to get back to you. And then somehow within that week, or, I ran across like multiple of those places. And then um, just through pure coincidence. And uh, I was like, Bullyard's like right down the street from me oh, uh, where nice. I live. So I was like, that's an easy place to hit up like right after work because they have hours that like I think they stay up until seven on Monday Not through Friday. Not on Saturday. Not on Saturday. <laughs> but Monday through Friday. Uh, I think it's still seven. And so I was like, this is an easy place to hit up so I can get a couple of sandwiches from there and uh, awesome. know what I'm talking about when I come on here. Yeah, I always like to want, I, I just always wonder like what draws people to pick certain places. Yeah. So good to yeah. know. Yeah. Um, had you guys been here before? Uh, only when it was an Irish bar. Okay, sure. And I went in and looked at it shortly after it opened, but I wasn't in, it wasn't timing for, for getting anything to eat, but always yeah. intended to go back. Yeah, I hadn't been there myself and heard about it when they did the reopening, but it's beloved in the neighborhood, and I feel like it's expanding to a lot of people's view. Well, before we get into what we thought about it, do you want to hear what Internet Strangers thought about it? Yes. Always. Yup. And we have a song. 
I have to sing it badly or the Beatles will sue us. Yup. So they're at 4.5 out of 5 stars on Yelp with 64 reviews. And those extend back to when they were just a butcher shop before they had the full restaurant. Um, do you want to start? Yeah. So Marissa K. from Green Top, Missouri. Does anyone know where Green Top is? No. Do not. Uh, it's north of Kirksville. So they came quite a ways. Uh, they said, I am so happy to have found a humane local whole animal butcher. And not only are their sourcing practices great, but their meat is phenomenal. We've bought a wide variety from them and everything's been amazing. They don't have a specific cut. They can tell you when they're going to get another. Hands down, best ham deli meat I've ever eaten. Their sandwiches are also crazy good. That's good. I don't know if you guys have tried them as a butchery, but I was only getting their like restaurant fare while I was in, so it's good to hear that. They'll cook that meat for you? That's what I hear. Huh. Yeah. Gotta go back. Oh, I thought you just <laughs> bought it like a grocery store and cooked it yourself. Or were you making a joke I was about, joking. Yes, okay. <laughs> talking about it being a restaurant. Okay. So, Marty D. of St. Louis gave it five of five stars and said the staff was incredibly patient and friendly. The atmosphere quaint and the food outstanding. The amazing part of the meal were the fries. I always like ketchup with my fries. Not this time. The fries were a freaking meal by themselves. In fact, their fries could be classified as a food group by themselves. I've heard good things about their fries. One of my friends told me about their fries. Do you know Marty D? I do not. You're about to hear a lot of good things about their fries. uh, (laughs) I did not try the fries. I got one more from Nancy R. from St. Louis, and she said, Employees are friendly and nice. Lunch items were interesting, and the sandwich I ordered was really good. I wish I could remember the name of it. Four out of five stars. Which I feel like she took off a star because she couldn't remember the name of it, maybe. Because everything else seemed good. But yeah, lots of good reviews for them. Let's talk about our experience. Experience. Phil, I think you went first of us. I'm not sure. but uh, Probably. I went three times. You, okay. So... Um, he went first, middle, and last. Possibly. possibly. Yeah, because I think the <laughs> last sandwich I had was uh, earlier this week. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, I got the Feisty Bull. I got that too. That's very good. It was very good. I rated it very highly. I was very excited. I was like, oh my God, this place is right next by. Like, uh, I'm good. I don't have to go to Le Grand's every time I want a late night sandwich because that's always been my go-to. So this gives me another place to rate. Can I just say when I walked into this place, this is a butcher shop. Like it smells like a butcher shop. Being from Oran, we have butcher shops everywhere. And mm-hmm. like when you walk in, you're like, oh, this is a butcher shop that has to like happen. It smells to amazing. Serve. Yeah. I want oh, that as yeah. a candle in my house. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like butcher shop smell in the best way possible. I thought I was walking into a restaurant and I thought, oh, well, you know, maybe they also do certain cuts or whatever. But I would say this is like butcher shop first. They also serve sandwiches and other food. I think that's true. I mean, when you walk in, the first thing that you see is an enclosed area that is the actual butcher shop and the butchering area, I guess. And um, when I went in on a Friday afternoon, there were four guys working in there at various tables with various implements on various cuts of meat. And they were definitely processing 
animals in there, you know, for the butcher shop. And I think they also supply other restaurants. Isn't that part of what they do? Mm -hmm. Most of that footprint now is dedicated to butcher shop. There is a small space up front that they have a few tables. They have a lot of window seating. Well, see, that's interesting because you have that perspective. I actually noted that there was a large, spacious area to dine in. (laughs) It's relatively small. I'm going to go in the middle of you guys, but they make really good use of it. There's like four or five tables that seat four people each, and then all along the windows, it wraps around the restaurant and then goes by that window where you can look at the meat processing. That's all like diner seating with little seats that spin and stuff like that. And then outside, they have four or five patio tables, too. And they do have a counter. It's not a sit-down restaurant. You go Mm -hmm. up to the counter, and the the menu's displayed on on large screens. And you place your order, and then they will call out your name and give it to you wrapped up in butcher paper. Well, I took mine to go, so I don't know if you dine in, if they hand it to you the same way, or if they put it on a plate. It's on a plate. So we dined in. And the other thing that I feel like we need to point out, though, is like they also have big meat cases where you can buy stuff to go. I'd like they have a lot of ground beef that I'm actually going back this week to get some because it looks so good. You mentioned the companion bread. They sell the companion bread there oh, that you can I didn't get. Know that. Yeah, take away. And then they also have a traditional meat counter. So, I mean, if you're looking for a butcher shop near Maplewood, this hits all the criteria. Yeah. Yeah, they have a large freezer that's, you know, stocked with a lot of different cuts plus two large refrigerators that have a lot of things besides meat. Like I saw a lot of eggs. And then they also had different meat stocks that they made from mm-hmm. there was pork, chicken, beef, lamb, and meat that you could cook with and the rolls that you mentioned. They also had onion soup, which oh. I thought, man, I would like to take that home and try that sometime. Yeah. And then they also had prepared salads and a bunch of different mm-hmm. sauces. In the cooler there? In the cooler. I didn't see the salads, but the meats in there were very specific, like liver, hearts. And oh, that, yeah, I did see the organ meats. But then, Travis, you were saying behind the counter they have other things that they can slice for whatever you need. And then I read in the Yelp reviews, I don't know how long ago this information is from, but they get the uh, whole animals on Monday. And so, like, by the end of the week, if there's some specific part that you're looking for, which they do have, and it's one of the only places in the area that you can get it, let them know in advance. If they don't have it when you go in, they'll save it for you the next trip. Oh, man, I went on a Saturday. I missed all the good parts. (laughs) What are your favorite parts? (laughs) Top 10 parts. (laughs) I have to say, first time I got it for there, second time I got it to go. And when I got it to go, I was sitting at that counter by that window that goes into where the sausage is made. And I'm sitting there on my phone and looking through my phone. And I look up and there's like a pig foot sticking in my face. And my (laughs) my focus changes and there's like a whole half of a pig there. And, you know, everybody's going to experience that differently, I think. But for me, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to know where my sandwich came from. I I was really (laughs) interested to talk to you about this place because I feel like you're not vegetarian, but you are vegetarian-ish. So, Uh, mm. sure. I mean, um, no, but I am (laughs) like the the idea of... um, you know, processing my own meat like that is both like horrifying and intriguing. And so it was like, oh God, but I couldn't look away. And I was just like, what's he doing in there? Yeah, I think I'd I'd, uh, come down in the same position on that. I don't really, when food is served to me, like I prefer that the, the head not be attached to the creature that I'm eating. Yeah. And you know, when I saw Babe all those years ago and you know, Babe's mom being carried off and poor little babe left alone. And, and I thought, 
oh my God, you know, I don't know that I'm going to ever be able to eat pork. And I really stuck to that for, for like a week, two, two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, flip side of your all's experience. Uh, I love killing animals. <laughs> uh, I was going to say growing, I grew up in a small town. Oh, when right. I say small town, it's a town of a thousand people, like very small. For our Christian youth group, fundraiser in high school we slaughtered and butchered a whole pig which i took every part of like i i took part in like every step of the way oh i thought you took every part of the pig no. and you were like these but are I'm, all parts. mine so like i'm very familiar with like how the sausage is made because that was our fundraiser in high school <laughs> wow uh phil yeah. Have you ever slaughtered a pig? Uh, I have not. Um, the first time I actually did walk in there, though, they did have an entire pig. I'm not 100 percent sure because um, they have like the little like butcher table, I guess, mm-hmm. right there, like clear glass. Like you can look through it, and there it was, like just completely skinned. Yeah. And I, I'm with you. Like I don't want to know where the meat came from. I went to a Morrissey concert. I don't know if you went to the last time Morrissey was in town. I wasn't there for that one. Yeah, the yeah. Stifle. Um, he played Meat Is Murder, mm-hmm. and he had uh, the entire video behind him. Slide show of how meat is made yeah and where oh it comes God. from oh yeah everyone left during that uh, song God. and he know he strategically planned that because mm-hmm. everyone went to go grab a beer and then they realized they stopped serving beer right at that time wow and yeah interesting i was at the elton john farewell concert last week and i thought Same he thing. had some <laughs> odd and intriguing videos as backdrops but it was it was something but that's Morrissey. What do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> well, now that we've talked about how the sausage is made, how about we talk about the food? I was skeptical of this place when I walked in. The reason, and this is going to sound absurd, is there were a ton of kids there. And I thought in my head, okay, you bring kids to a restaurant where the food is like, okay, and they can find something that they like. Mm. You know, kids love chicken fingers. Kids love burgers and fries. Like, and I was like, oh hey, man. Hey, Francie, Travis is like very sophisticated and doesn't eat those things. <laughs> okay. It's one thing to like, is, you know, I, it's more that we were here for the podcast. We are here to like try it. I've heard great things. I was like, what a weird place because there were a ton of kids. It was packed. We went right what before day? noon on Saturday. Okay. And did you guys have. A gaggle of kids there when you went? Or? Nope. No. <laughs> uh, I thought I remember. Okay. Maybe I just happened to like go at a weird time. But it went from, there was one person in front of us in line. By the time we got our food, that entire place, every chair was full. So mm-hmm. it went from zero to completely packed like very quickly. I got the patty belt. I wanted to get a sandwich in honor of you joining us. I was like, oh, get a sandwich. Talk it. to the sandwich man. Yeah. So it is their No Kid Hungry special. I'm assuming that means... Is that why the kids were there? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I assume that means they donate a portion of it to No Kid Hungry. Is that a charity? Yeah, that's okay. a charity. And it says it on the menu that it's their No Kid Hungry special. It's like the people but it fund. doesn't say exactly it's like... It's red, but it doesn't Yeah, like what that so means. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I got the patty melt. My wife got the hash, the like chicken breakfast hash, because we wanted that weird time between like brunch and lunch. Mm-hmm. And then I also got the tallow fries. Oh, good. Tallow is the fat around animal organs. 
they use that to deep fry their fries. I know that you guys are looking at me like that's the most disgusting thing in the world. No, that's um, I've heard worse. But it's I, healthier than hydrogenated oil. It's actually kind of the nutritional equivalent of olive oil. I looked all of this up because I was curious. What is it. this? Yeah. You know, um, well, they say that McDonald's fries used to be a lot better and they slowly shifted over the years and they got away from using beef fat to cook their fries. I, that's what I wanted to talk about. Okay. Is I I took my first, and I'll get to the sandwich in a second, okay. but I took my first bite of these fries and I was like, I'm a kid again. I am a kid like when mom and dad said, we're going to McDonald's and you're a kid and you're so excited and McDonald's is like the most delicious thing that you've ever had in your whole life. You're a kid, you're excited to go. Yeah. And I was like, I never get that feeling anymore. And like these fries are like taking me back to that. Right. And I was like, why? These don't taste like McDonald's fries. Like these fries okay, that was are my next question. <laughs> delicious. I mean, they're just the, the coating on them is a little bit, not thicker, but like it has enough to like maintain that crispiness. Yeah. They cook it in tallow. And I was like, why is this taking me back to being a kid and getting to go to McDonald's? Until the early 90s, McDonald's cooked their fries in tallow. So what I remember as McDonald's fries as a kid, it did taste like that because that's what they used to use to cook them. <laughs> and you were uh, still a toddler in the early 90s when they had tallow fries, right? Yeah, but I think you underestimate how much my parents <laughs> took me to McDonald's. <laughs> Just making sure. Did you try them? No, not yet. Oh, you should definitely try them. Yeah. Just because like early 90s, I mean, that was what McDonald's fries tasted like until you were like in your 20s. Yeah, that's what I was feeding my children. Phil, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what did you get? Uh, I got the feisty bowl. First time I went. Excellent sandwich. Uh, really good. The second time I went, I got the steak, which was uh, sadly only three inches Uh in length, like, which that's is that's a small steak, let alone a small sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it was. I mean, it's a great photo. It's one of my favorite photos. Kind of a small sandwich there. It's about four dollars an inch of sandwich. Yeah, um, eleven dollars for a three-inch sandwich. Is that kind of? If you, you know, paid fifteen, could you get an extra inch of sandwich? Uh, I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know if eleven dollars for or fifteen for a four-inch sandwich is worth yeah. it. No, um, just when Francie broke it down, I was like, oh, does that, is that how they sell it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's a good sandwich. So if you're not very hungry, go for it. And then I also got the dip, which is actually a really good uh, French dip sandwich. So what do um, you look for as the sandwich man? What are you looking uh, for in a good sandwich? The bread's a big thing. Companion bread, like it really can't be beat. Um, it's pretty top notch. Um, as far as like the meat, you know, just make sure it's tender. Uh, I think they do a fantastic job on that. Like it's, it's definitely top quality meat. And then just how the rest of it blends. Like, is there anything different about it? I always say like a Reuben sandwich has like kind of like a um, its own ceiling on it because the ingredients are so similar in every single Reuben that you really can't go much higher than like you know an 88 or so on a Reuben. Even though I really enjoy them, it has its own ceiling. Have they done anything to like spice up that like a version of that sandwich to make it a little bit more different and better? So I like that Reuben level of rating. You got a point. They're always good, but they're rarely great. Maybe exactly. Know? So yeah, it's got that kind of smaller area there that it yeah. hits. I think Bollyards does a really good job of 
making interesting sandwiches. Like mm-hmm. they they have a pretty small menu, and I think they rotate things out. Because when I was looking, like a year ago, they had a chicken salad sandwich that wasn't on the menu right now. But everything I thought was a little bit different than you'd see at another place. I don't remember the Reuben specific. They had a Reuben. Yeah, I didn't get it. See, I feel like they're kind of half and half. Like I mm-hmm. feel like they have some sandwiches that are like like their unique recipe of a sandwich and then they like do those classics too right. they do the reuben they do yeah. the patty melt like they do good takes on but what are classic sandwiches okay so i want to address this because there are two sandwiches that i'm fond of mm-hmm. and they rhyme one is the cuban and the other is the reuben mm. and <laughs> i really did want to try their reuben because in addition to pastrami and sauerkraut and Thousand Island dressing and Swiss cheese on companion rye bread, which all sounds great, the sandwich there also includes fermented Brussels sprouts. Yes. Which yeah. I thought would be an interesting variation on the classic theme. Mm-hmm, right. However, mm-hmm. when I went back to try the Reuben on Saturday, I was very disappointed to see that they were shut up, tight as a drum, lights off, chairs on the tables. And so I'm going to have to go back and try it another time. But when I did go... Do they I'm, always close earlier on Saturday? Evidently, it's on the door. Okay. But I decided to start with the Cubano, mm-hmm. since we had just recently been to Havana's Cuisine downtown. And mm. I love a good uh, Cuban. And theirs was excellent. So the Cubano at Bolliards says confit pork, sliced ham, dill pickles, beer mustard, Swiss cheese, companion peacemaker roll. And it was mm-hmm. a lovely sandwich. It was a good size. Everything was, you know, put together well. And I enjoyed it. The bread was good. It was not, you know, original Cuban bakery in Tampa great as yeah. we had recently <laughs> had. It, but it was perfectly, perfectly good. Um, and the the only thing that was disappointing to me was the beer mustard didn't have a whole lot of flavor. And I will say, since you had already mentioned this earlier, Phil, my favorite Cuban currently in town is at Bubba's Deli in South City. And they do a Cubano sandwich that is just sheer perfection. And they use this spicy mustard on it that is the goods. I mean, that just makes the sandwich. So, Phil, um, I see you nodding your head. Have you had that? I have. It's, it's my second favorite Cuban. Oh, okay. Prompted on Locust is actually my favorite. Ooh. Oh, I haven't had it there. Yeah. I was, thought you were going to say the Woodshed because I really like, or Shack. Uh, the Wood Shack? Wood Shack. I yeah. haven't tried their Cuban yet. Their Cuban's very Bubba's, good. Yeah, Bubba's got a great Cuban, though. Mm-hmm. Woodshack's pretty top tier. I happen to know that the Cuban from the fountain mm-hmm. is your eighth favorite sandwich. Oh. That you've had so far. As far as you're Oh, you really count. are a fanboy, aren't you? I am, yeah. Well, and I, at the end of this, I'm going to quiz you. Does this still count as <laughs> light internet stalking? <laughs> he has a spreadsheet. So I have a spreadsheet with the formula that uh-huh. rates all the sandwiches like on a tiered list. The formula is messed up. I, I can't oh. be able to fix it yet. Okay, I might be wrong is what you're okay. telling me. <laughs> I could be wrong because I, I, can't, I can't figure out how to fix that formula yeah. unless I do like every you know, 200 sandwiches individually on that on that spreadsheet oh, geez. which i i don't care much, that much to do. yeah like, <laughs> it's a google spreadsheet not a microsoft excel spreadsheet mm. and so i don't get why it's not uh doing it doing the right thing way you to yeah do. yeah well i do want to ask you what your favorite sandwich is which i honestly i wouldn't normally do because when people ask me what my favorite restaurant is i just like deer in headlights yep, you know right. like ask me what my favorite 
Cuban sandwiches, maybe like then I can do it. But if you give too broad of a question, right. but since you have a spreadsheet, I have what might be the answer, but okay. we're, we're going to save that till later. Okay. Uh, try to hook those listeners. <laughs> Stick around. Uh, but yeah, Francie, did you get anything else? I or, did not get you know? anything else. Okay. And, um, and I'd say it was a very good sandwich. Fans of the Cubano would enjoy it very much. But my recommendation to Bollyards is maybe put a little spicier mustard on there and give it a little more kick Hmm. okay so my fries came with a gochujang sauce i just feel like i have to talk about that um it was so interesting they have three different sauces they have a ketchup uh gochujang aioli and a black garlic aioli i was torn and i asked the guy at the counter i was like which one should i get and he's like well i recommend the ketchup He's like, you'll never find anything like the black garlic aioli anywhere else. But I think the most underrated sauce is the gochujang aioli. And I'm like, that's not that's helpful. three different things. <laughs> <laughs> he, he somehow recommended all of them and none of them at the same time. That's great. And yeah, they do all their condiments in-house. I'm assuming the ketchup. I know mm-hmm. they do the other ones that you mentioned. But, um, but how was that? It was really good. It was a really interesting flavor. The fries are just such an all-star Give me the trio of dips. They also serve fries in what can only be described as a bucket. <laughs> like you have enough fries that it's like, just give me all three of the sauces. Let me <laughs> let me dip around a little. They also have a poutine on their breakfast menu. Mm. Oh, with these fries, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I'm recommending something I haven't even had. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I feel like doing that too, because there are a couple of soups on the menu that sound really good to me. I already mentioned the French onion soup that you can buy prepared in their refrigerator case, but there's also a crawfish bisque that has brandy, lime, crema, crostinis, and herbs, and that just sounds really delicious. Nick, what did you end up getting when you went? Well, I actually, you mentioned getting a recommendation on the condiment. I was just dumbstruck by their menu and just standing there for like five (laughs) minutes, and there's only like seven or eight things. So I ended up going up to the counter and saying, hey, can you give me a recommendation? There's like five things I want. And he recommended the pig pen, which has that gochujang sauce on it. But that's a char siu pork. It's like their take on like a Korean barbecue kind of thing. Mm. And there's actually a video on YouTube that I highly recommend stopping this podcast and never coming back to it and checking that out. And he tells you that um, they brine the ham in a mixture of soy, honey, and hoisin and chilies overnight and then they slow cook it for 12 hours at 170 degrees then they have this amazing bread that they have from companion this is like a soft lightly toasted hoagie they put in the oven just for a little bit to get a little bit crispy on the outside then they spread that goshujang on both sides of it they put that ham down on it and then they put this glaze over it which is a mixture of ginger chili flakes garlic rice wine and sugar torch it up till it caramelizes Uh, Another layer of pork, another layer of glaze. That's topped with a pickled Napa cabbage, pickled with rice wine vinegar, sugar, chili flakes. Now, when my friends, like Drew, a previous guest, and I think maybe Francie has said this. I might be wrong because I know Francie hates sandwiches. But (laughs) when my friends say, why would I get a sandwich at a restaurant? I can make a sandwich at home. This is what I'm talking about. No, that sounds fantastic. I'm yes, thinking yeah. I need to go back for the pig pen now. Yeah, you are usually not great at describing food, yeah. but I've never wanted a sandwich <laughs> after you've talked about it like I've wanted this sandwich. It was really good. And oh, there it is. <laughs> that's, that's my usual review. It's good. 
you know, I loved Havana's, but I, I talked about, like, for me, there was, like, too much meat in the sandwich, and I hate to complain about that. This one... Kind of the opposite of the steak sandwich. Right. Yeah. I think it had a decent amount of meat. It's just not a lot of... Not a lot of sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but this, I found both of the sandwiches that I had were a perfect blend of all of the ingredients. And the other thing I got was, I got the feisty bowl you did, Phil, also, um, which is like a another like slow cooked beef kind of thing that mm -hmm. has peppers and uh, mushrooms and stuff in it. So it's almost like a stewy kind of, it's like... Yeah. 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 And that was great too, but the pig pen for me is my go-to of so far. Okay. I would like to know what gochujang, how do you say that? Gochujang <laughs> mayo. What is that? Okay. Gochujang is a fermented chili paste. And so then they mix it with their own mayo that they make in-house. So it's a little bit spicy, but it's not like super hot. Like I found the sandwich, by the time you finish it, your mouth is a little awake, but you're never like Burning. needing to, yeah. That sounds great. So Nick, you mentioned the meat. It was a perfect proportion on the sandwich. Mm -hmm. So I got the patty belt. Mm -hmm. And one thing I've got to say is... One, all the ingredients on that patty melt were fantastic. But the Thousand Island dressing they make in-house, so many flavors coming through. This is a flavor that I've had at Thousand Island dressing before, but it's never been fresh enough that I can actually detect what it is I'm <laughs> tasting. This was that. You mix in that amazing companion bread that we've been talking about. What was missing was I wanted more meat. I mean, I was in a butcher shop, and I tasted every component of that sandwich except the meat wasn't coming through. So they used two three-ounce smash patties. I wish there was been a little bit more to stand up to that amazing Thousand Island just because it made that the star of the sandwich. And if I'm at a butcher shop, I want the meat to be the star of the sandwich. Correct, yeah. Uh, so what would you rate it? Uh, like on your rating scale? Yeah. Out of 100? Yeah. Ooh. Travis, can you do that? Got to brush off my rating cap. We haven't had that in a long time. You know, I would give it an 80. An 80. Wow. I, would I would give it an 80 because it needed to be more meat forward. I feel like mostly the star of a sandwich is the meat or, you know, whatever right. is the main component. Mostly it's it's a meat in a sandwich. But, like, especially at a butcher shop, it's like that should be your star right. uh, and then dress it up. And so because, like, it didn't shine as brightly as I wanted it to, I would give it an 80. But I've got to stick to at least an 80 just because of all the other components were so fantastic. Okay. When I went the second time, I got something for Angie. And I have to say, like, Angie's not what I would call a picky eater, but she doesn't eat stinky foods like onions and mm. blue cheese and stuff like that. I asked her before I left, I was like, hey, do you want to text me something that you want? And she was like, oh, just get something for me. She trusts me. And so I get there, and I'm, like, looking at everything, and everything has onions or blue <laughs> cheese or Swiss cheese or sauerkraut. And I'm like, none of these are, like, Angie things. And so I ended up getting her one of the burgers. They have like two different burgers. One's a double smash burger and the other one's also smash burgers, but umami. So I went with the regular ones topped with cheddar and like a mustard aioli or something like that. And I only had a bite, but it was excellent. Nice and little crispy. Uh, Angie would say it's carcinogeny on the oh, outsides, nice. you know, mm -hmm. like you want it mm -hmm. to be. <laughs> also want a companion roll. So I'm definitely want to try that again. And then I read a Ian Frobe review that he talked about the umami burger. He said something like, when you read 
the ingredients on the menu, it seems like a parody of someone trying to make a fancy burger, but it delivers completely and it's amazing. And what I a wanna, wonderful it's, description. That's like probably that makes the arugula, right? The, the arugula <laughs> yeah. is what gives it that that impression. So Hannah's hash also had onions in it. I know that because she's like, there's so much like rich bacony flavor in this hash. She's like, try a piece of the bacon, and she gave me a piece of the bacon, and I ate it, and I was like, that's an onion. <laughs> she was like. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Those are onions. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know, because you know we're talking about this place being a butchery, and obviously they're not tailoring it to vegetarians. But they like everything <laughs> on the menu, pretty much. Like we got a beet salad, and mm. that had something that was similar to prosciutto, mm. like a very thin sliced deli. Pancetta, prosciutto, uh, brisola. Mm. Yeah, uh, that was my second guess. Yeah, because I, I noticed that the um, the two things you might say are kind of vegetarian-ish, uh-huh. the farro bowl and the polenta cake, both end up with some lardons in there. Yeah. <laughs> There's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that is apparently made with yeah. beef bacon in it. Um, hey, you know, I will say when we did our vegan spot, mm-hmm. I said that there is a place for all of these restaurants in St. Louis. And you know, if we're gonna say that there are definitely places for vegan and vegetarian spots, there's definitely a place for a butcher shop that's meat forward. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Vegetarians can stay at CeCe's Vegan Spot. (laughs) Well, we were talking about, uh, one thing that happened when we were in there is like people kept popping in to just check out what this place was. Mm. There was one guy that was on a run, running through Maplewood. He stopped, we saw him look, then stop running, walk in the restaurant, look around, and took a picture of the menu, and then went back on his run. Was that you, Phil? That was not me, actually. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, when he said that, I was like, oh, it kind of sounds like something I would do. Yeah. But uh, that was not me. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go back and try their butchery section, because I hear that they train their employees to be like detectives, and when you come in, they're used to people not knowing what they're looking for. I know I would not be. I'm curious what these weird cuts of meat are that I can't get at Schnucks and how to cook them. And so they're ready to answer those questions. And um, I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right, let's wrap it up, I guess. Uh, okay, Phil, so yes. do you, off the top of your head, have a favorite sandwich in St. Louis? Uh, Vivola Express uh-huh. is by far my favorite deli. I- I'm going to say the Italian classic. Just because that's the first sandwich I had there that, you know, like I almost cried while eating. That was the (laughs) beginning of it. This journey of yours. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of like picking your favorite movie. Like you can't really pick. Yeah. uh, Like, you know, it's kind of depending upon the day. But it's like, that's probably the sandwich. And I could probably confidently say that I could walk in there tomorrow and probably have another most favorite sandwich as well. Mm-hmm. well tell um, us where this place is so we can go yeah, get that sandwich. It's in Maryland Heights. Uh, Page and Shoots. I actually worked across from it for about two and a half years. Didn't even know it was there. There used to be an IHOP at Page and Shoots. It's in the same plaza as a subway. So it's really weird Like when I park and I'm like doing my sandwiches like in the, uh, I'm taking my photos in the car. You know, my little <laughs> yeah. like, a light box and there's you know, a subway in the background and you're like yeah. no i'm like watching people like walk in the subway i'm like why what are you is doing right there like what are you 
thinking. You are an idiot. For first off, like the European government doesn't even consider Subway bread to be real bread because it contains too much sugar. Oh, I remember that I, was a big controversy in yeah. the news of gear. And then like the tuna, about. they also went to like the tuna, I think. And the tuna is not even considered real tuna. I will say though, on the flip side of that, they did come out the Taco Bell doesn't serve real beef, and me and my wife were both like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, I want to see yeah. you outside of a subway with a sandwich board, <laughs> spinning it around, <laughs> and for Vavola's like, what are you doing going in there? Just directing him to the Vavola. Yeah. I've seriously thought about it. So I don't know if I read your algorithm correctly, but the top 10 that I have from your spreadsheet okay. have five different Vavola's sandwiches on them. That's probably correct, yeah. Yeah. That sounds, if you just so, walk in there and you just tell Brett, uh, what you want. Brett's usually the second person uh, to talk to because like, usually his brother's like slicing the meat and then Brett's the one who actually makes the sandwich. Like, he will just ask you like, what, what, what do you want? Like what kind of meat? Like what are you into? Like, you want spice? You don't like spice? Like blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, then like he'll just have the most perfect sandwich out for you. And it, it's... That adds up because your number one sandwich at yeah. a 98, yeah. so saving room for yeah. God, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, is the no-name sandwich because... Yes, you, I forgot to get the ingredients for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's magical what he does. I mean, Gordon Ramsay, I think, would probably cry if he saw what Brett was doing. You know, I mean, the things this man can do with a sandwich is just off the charts. Like, and the love, like he puts to it. Like, uh, I brought like one of my bosses there for my old job. You know, just like because I kept telling him about it, and like he starts eating the sandwich. He's like, he's like I got to put this down. He's like, I got to call my wife. I'm leaving you. I've met a sandwich. Yeah. Like, he was just like, this is amazing. And I'm like, yeah, man. So, it was actually one of the hardest parts about leaving my former job to to come to my current job is I know I would never be able to make the hours at Vivola because I think their hours are 10 to 2, Monday through Friday. And I'm out in Centerville now. I I never have an opportunity to go out there. Oh, no. That's tragic. Yeah. Well, I am looking at their website right now, and I have to say, these sandwiches, the photos are, are works of art, and the descriptions are really wonderful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Brett does like a new one every day. That's actually how I found out about them. So one of my friends sent me the photos, and uh, it's rather impressive. Well, you certainly picked a sandwich-rich town, because I feel like we talk about how St. Louis is underrated for pizza, but you look at Vivola, you look at Blue City Deli, which yeah. people love, the mm-hmm. gramophone yeah. people are yes. wild about, like mm-hmm. just a lot of really solid Yeah, those are both places. like top tier. Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, Eovaldi's like another favorite. Um, you know, Joy's, of course. Um, Legrand's. Those are like all like probably my, my top favorites. Um, Legrand's, by the way, has an excellent Reuben. You know, they I've have one called the French Reuben. And I can't remember what the difference was, but I've had them both, and they're both really good. It's pronounced Ruban. (laughs) 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 I get paralyzed when I'm looking at Legrand's because they have like a hundred different sandwiches. Mm -hmm. It's too much. It's it's a lot. Them and Gramophone have a lot of sandwiches listed. But uh, I have never had their Ruban. But uh, next time I go. Theirs is good, and also Mom's Deli, which is not far from them. Oh, you're not a fan? Uh Uh-oh, I got Uh, the wince. He's winced. Mom's Deli sucks. (laughs) (laughs) all right they got the mom special and mom special like let's face it like the whole sandwich is made on like that thousand island dressing that they throw on it that's all it is like it's 
I don't go for the moms, but I have to say I do like their Reuben. <laughs> well, I'm just glad we got an hour in and we finally got a hot take from Phil here. So we're going to plaster this all over our page. <laughs> Mom sucks. <Yeah>. Phil. <laughs> Mom sucks. Oh. Gotcha. I feel like we need to do like a Patreon episode and be like, all right, Phil, what sandwiches do you hate? <laughs> One other thing like I want to say, like I love your reviews. Um, Travis, can you indulge me so I can read a quick review real fast? Yeah, that's fine. Because it's food related. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, howdy. That's a Western thing, right? I love Western movies. I don't know if it's a guy thing or what, but they're amazing to me. Part of me loves the simpler times with moral codes and whatnot. The Proposition is one of my favorites. Clint Eastwood's Man With No Name trilogy, Once Upon a Time in the West, Rio Bravo, Wild Bunch, Django Unchained, Butch Cassidy, etc. Anything with John Wayne, really. He makes everything watchable. Even samurai movies, which are Japan's version of westerns, are great. Did John Wayne make a samurai? No, he, I think he did. He, yeah, he, he played Genghis he Khan. Genghis Khan. Yeah, that's yeah, what which we're is Toshiro Mifune is the great samurai yes. actor. Yeah. Um, well, after John Wayne, but um, <laughs> that being said, I'd probably be a lousy gunslinger, so I'm unsure what type of job I would have back in that era. Also, my eyesight's horrendous. So much so that I get my contacts for free because it's considered a health issue. Oh man, that sucks. Uh, by my insurance company. I always wondered what they did with people who could barely see back then. Back when I lived on Jameson and actually went into work, I would drive by a blind man who I suppose was on his way as well. No matter my attitude at the time, I would always get motivated for work upon seeing him, being thankful that I wasn't in his position. Anyway, be thankful for what you have, because one day you may not have it any longer. This is a good sandwich with jalapenos upon jalapenos. (laughs) It's actually not that hot. The sauce is very nice, but I'm not sure if chicken is the right meat for the sandwich. Sourdough bread was very good. I ate this nearly 18 hours ago, so I don't remember much more than that. 83 out of 100. <laughs> Are you glad that we talked about food? Actually, I feel like now, like hearing the review, it completely tracks with how this podcast was. Yeah. On the house where we trackle stuff for free. On the house. All right, this is a segment that we do where we talk about places that gave us free stuff or we give out free plugs to places that we like. This one is the former. Yeah. So we were asked to come in to Pizzioli. I'm glad you said it first. Yeah. Travis had a hard time pronouncing it. Daniel invited us in to try their food. It's been in Soulard for a while and I had not had it and it is fantastic. It went to the top of my list. I've been again since he invited us in oh have I, you i took my family with me so we went daniel was really awesome he asked what we wanted we said give us what's good so started us with a couple of drinks the house sangria which they do with a chianti nick when we were there i was like you can really taste the chianti and the sangria and mm-hmm. what i don't like about sangria is they overfruit it the reason you could taste that chianti is they open it to put in the sangria where a lot of other restaurants will use their leftover wine to make their sangria. Uh, yeah, my drink was great too. And then we also got a margarita pizza. All the pizzas, by the way, are Neapolitan-styled uh, wood-fired pizza. They've got a nice bubbly crust on them. The margarita pizza, very simple, fresh mozzarella, basil, and tomato sauce. Their margarita pizza, I've had margarita pizza in Italy. It's the best margarita pizza I've ever had. Ever. Yeah, hands down. Yeah. Daniel came back to our table and Travis said that to him. And I was about to tell him how it reminded me of a pizza that I had when I was a kid in Greenville, South Carolina. And I was just like, well, I can't say that now. 
<laughs> no point in saying it, but I'll say it here. For real though, this place, uh, Two Guys Pizza in South Carolina, was one of the few places that, like, years later when I went back, I was just like, I have to find out if they're still here because I love their pizza so much. It was an uh, old Italian lady with two sons. She looked like Mama Fratelli from the Goonies <laughs> and had two sons operating this place. Uh, it was still there, and I got it. It was fantastic. This place also very traditional beautiful simple margarita pizza they do a half price margarita pizza happy hour right now on wednesdays and thursdays all day wow um we also got a royal peddler which is made with volpe sausage sweet peppers bechamel sauce and shaved parmesan also amazing are we going to skip over the arancini go ahead oh it's the perfect amount of basil it's a risotto ball that great deep fry on it to where it holds up to this like pool of uh marinara that they put it in that's house made mm-hmm. my niece and nephew had it mm-hmm. and they loved the arancini and like they are the pickiest eaters you could ever find i heard your niece said that it didn't have quite enough saffron for it <laughs> <laughs> and if this hasn't been enough of a positive sales pitch we got two more pizzas to go when we left we were like thank you so much but we're gonna order each a pizza to take home with us because you know they're it was so good yeah So yeah, thank you to Daniel over at Pizzioli uh, for having us. We're big fans. Travis has already been back. I'll be back soon. (laughs) On the house where we trackle stuff all free. Phil, thank you for joining us so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. Check out Phil's Instagram, STL Sandwich Man. It's a great follow. Great reviews. Thank you for listening. Check out Ballyards. Don't get the three-inch sandwich. Yeah. Get Uh, the fries. Get the fries. Get taken back to your childhood. Yeah. Wherever you go. Go local, support your local restaurants. And thanks for listening, and tell Mitch I said hi. Bye.